Jeez. Yeah, I'm just angry all the time. I'm fucking angry. <laughs> so the summer calms like gl- me. You sound like a glass case of emotion. Are you today years old when you're learning that? Come on, man. <laughs> okay, so the Ali has admitted to being a glass case of emotion. You know, working on it every day to uh, strengthen the glass. It just don't work. It's glass. <laughs> to strengthen the glass. <laughs> Talk is cheap, motherfucker! Yeah, you know what the fuck it is, man. E-double <laughs> motherfucking titty. Shout out your boy. Shout out Queens. You know what it is. You know who it is. It's your boy. Oh, my God. And Sadiq. The Office. I'm sorry. Fuck you. It's your man, Deke. You know what it is. Back on uh, back on E-double titty, man. E-double titty. E-E. E-E. Gotta say it for what it is. Because it is E-double titty. See, you always say you hate things and then you grow to love them. You know what? I have to, you know what, those are things I shouldn't say, <laughs> but I move so fast, I'm just like, I fucking hate this, and it it just, you know. Yeah, it levels out. You know? Yeah. You give I just a say chance. it out loud. I just say those thoughts out loud when I shouldn't. Okay, touche. But I'm not going to stop. <laughs> it's the way I is, man. Um, But The Office, we're currently watching The Office. Uh, I, I believe it's the episode when Ryan comes back after being fired as an exec. Yes. Uh. And he just hasn't changed. No. Like, it's still awesome. He don't give a fuck. You know? Like, he's just still moving. Yeah, he's got, like, that weird facial hair. Yeah, and this, then uh, Michael copies him. Love their dynamic. The Michael-Ryan dynamic. Or Michael tries to act like his mentor, but Michael just copies everything Ryan he does. He loves him. He just loves him. Because he, he thinks Ryan's so cool. Yeah, I just... I don't know. Like... How do you think – I took acting senior year, right, uh-huh. as an elective just to get my credits in, right? I think acting's cool. I've always thought acting's cool, right? Big movie guy here, if you didn't know, but you probably knew. I'm telling you, like, to get these actors to work in this dynamic, obviously they had a couple – obviously they had takes and takes of shit, but, like, mm-hmm. to get these actors to work in this dynamic with such – with uh, the feeling of, like, of it being so organic that, like, this is really, like, this really happened. Obviously, it didn't, but, like, mm-hmm. you, just, you know? It's, like, the perfect level of organicness to make them work together like this. To dip, Like, think about this. Could you do this, bro? Like, could you? Like, be an actor fully immersed yeah. in a script? Yes. <sighs> yes. I mean, I've never... I feel like... Try it. <clears throat> I'm sorry. My voice just cut out crazy, but I never really tried to do that. And it's it's crazy how much a teacher can really affect your love for things because I had like a quote unquote drama teacher or basically like arts teacher I think in middle a school. I'm not gonna lie to you. Nah, in teacher. Okay. Teacher. She's a teacher. Am I yes? Uh, yeah. In middle school, she just did the most, and she made me not want to like acting and shit like that. Plus, they didn't call it acting class or like film; they called it drama. That's like some high school movie shit. Yeah, it was just uh, <clears throat> drama. Honestly, it was just it, it, drama the, class. The concept and the idea behind the class was good. The execution was poor. Uh, but they tried. You know, good for them. I do will say I was exposed to different things. I just I don't know. I just I understand acting much more now than I did back then. You know, you just look at it and it's just like, oh, they're acting, and it's like, no, like 
Steve Carell in the office was Michael Scott. Like he, that's a complete different door that yeah. his mind had to go through yeah. on the way to work. And tell you know? me when you watching it, you're not thinking Steve Carell had a point in his life where he was actually like this. That's what I'm saying. Cause you he, know, like he, he flexed that role. Yeah. But I'm saying, think about it. He's a, probably a completely different person in everyday life. He is. 100%. And as he goes to work that day, you're putting yourself in that mode. I think it's pretty. But getting back to your question, which is, do I think I could do it? I mean, I think I could do it. Yes. Because I have an intense in excess of self-confidence. Okay. And two, I felt like I put myself, I don't feel like actually, I know that I put myself in different mental states when I pitched in college. Now in men's league, it's a little different. But in college, I definitely, there was a big day, like starting day and every other day were completely different mind- mindsets and mentalities. Like if I was pitching that day, even just class that day, if I had class that day, or I had something else to do that day, it was just like, get it done. Like, if I had work done that day, if I mean, if I had something to do that day, I would just do it, you know, as quick as I could the night before, and then that day, it was just autopilot. Like, wherever I was, it was just like, I don't care. Like, I'm pitching today. I could give a fuck. Like, my mental was so different. <laughs> Things d- didn't, didn't really matter until after I finished pitching. So, But that's not acting. <clears throat> that's... That's down to your motherfucking core. I don't give a fuck. But that's but that's I'm how I'm pitching today. Like, but that's but that's how they feel. Cause she, whoever played Pam, I forgot her name, but uh, she's in a bunch of stuff now. But Pam, when she was going to work, she put herself in Pam mode. She was Pam that day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's uh it's like Heath Ledger got so lost in that Joker role. Yeah, Heath Ledger is a method actor. But that's but that's what I'm saying. And Joker? Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Absolute psychopath. Are you kidding me? Listen, Joaquin Phoenix, wonderful job. Fantastic job. Fantastic job. Fucking. But Heath Ledger's the uh, Joker. What's his name? Might be the best I've ever uh, seen. Jared Leto. Jared Leto was sick too. Yeah. Jared Leto's a crazy actor. He was. But like, he is. He is. But like that fucking Heath Ledger Joker. Nah, that shit gives me chills. That shit was. Cr- I feel like when. I feel like that was the first movie I saw. I don't know if it was like I guess in this like new era movies or whatever, like the later two thousands movies where like this was a villain who was portrayed like like this is crazy. He's like, he's <laughs> like this in real life. This is him in real life. I remember just watching the movie like yo, like he's almost giving me chills. Like this motherfucker is crazy. And then when he's in the, when he's in the room with batman batman's beating his ass and the joker's just just not giving a fuck oh yeah bashes his head against the glass i'm just like batman is putting this man's head through a metal table and the joker's winning somehow like when he was saying like you have rules i don't (laughs) i was just like oh shit like this nigga don't give a fuck i was like he's speaking facts though yeah the more rules you have the more things are that you make non-negotiable in your life the less free you are mentally and physically, and the more, you know, you just put yourself in a box. Like, imagine you said, every day I'm going to sleep at 9. Imagine how much of life you've that you've experienced after 9 o'clock. Yes. A lot of life. Most of my life, honestly. I feel like for, until 9 o'clock has been like the autopilot work, get home, do your shit at home, and then after is like, all right, I got some free time now. I'm done with my day. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. When it's nine o'clock, it's just nope. Got to power down. Got to rain it in, boys. I'm out. Yeah, that's trash. You don't want to do that. I mean, no. But I was gonna say, I feel like you do it in a 
in waves. Again, but I said if it's non-negotiable. Oh, non-negotiable. I'm saying oh, okay. if you said to yourself, 2021, yeah. I'm going to sleep every night. Let's say 10 p.m. I'm in bed at 10 p.m. every night. No, like that's your social, con- that's your contract with yourself. Yeah. Think about that. That's what I'm saying. Just like the Joker was saying, he has no rules. He means he was just flexible, fluid. Yes. He don't gotta. He don't gotta kill you with a magic trick. He can just stab you with a pencil, like he killed somebody. In the well, movie. he also just had like. He was just. He was doing it by himself, and he didn't give a fuck. Like there was no. He had help. You no, know I'm saying he employed help, but like he was the he was the mastermind behind it. But he didn't have any rules, which is what made him work. It was like obviously do no I fuck over, do I fuck no over everyone that works for me. Uh, do I just pick up random items and in the use first them scene for murder? Everybody killed each other until he was the last one left as a bus driver. Exactly. Who you think told them to kill the next man? Feel me? Like exactly. that nigga, he don't give a fuck. There's no limitations to where his his greed and his fucking not even greed. He's not even greedy. He just don't give a fuck about anything. And He's that, just like I'm doing this because I can. And that's why he was able to destroy lots of lives in Gotham with pocket lint and a couple old knives. That. Batman was rolling around in that fucking, uh, what was that? The crazy ass like tank, yeah, vehicle. Batman's in a multi-million dollar. The Joker's vehicle. hanging out the side of eighteen wheeler with a bazooka. The Joker's in a, yeah, <laughs> the Joker's in there with a suit he got from the Salvation Army early that day for free. Oh my god, ripped all the tags off. Mind you, everything he's got in a day, he's just stolen or forced people to steal for him. Like I feel like the Joker would just—he doesn't buy things. He just goes to someone with a knife and goes buy these things for he me. Do, you know what? He does make efficient use of his pockets and hidden areas, though. When they were fucking cleaning his suit out, yeah. When he when they booked him, he was—they were putting down like a lot of things. They're putting down knives. Yeah, everything. There was, but there was at least like twenty of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He just had a shit ton of knives. That's crazy. That's hilarious. He just kept stealing knives and putting them on in his pockets. That's I, mad. I that's, was, that's mad funny. He wasn't buying them, Steve. He wasn't buying them, but he was stealing them. You you don't find knives, and you don't just have yeah. No, you're right. No, the Joker. Yeah, yeah. you don't. He was stealing the knives. The Joker's not. Or doing he was killing. He burned the money. He burnt knives. the money. He don't give a fuck. He really does. Yo, and you know when he tu- when he turned it from his like crazy, like this is just another nod to acting like. In the scene where he's burning the money, right? Where they find out that he don't give, he really don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. He don't give a fuck about money, nothing. Mm-hmm. And the Italian guy, I think it was Italian, right? He was Italian, Greek, I think so, yeah. something like that. Came up to him and he switched it from like crazy madman Joker to like Brooklyn Italian, like slice you up in pieces and feed you to your pooches. You know, like he just he flipped Heath it. Ledger, yeah. Uh, I don't think he switched it that hard. I think he just. You don't went, think so, bro? He I think definitely he, that definitely caught me because I was like, "Oh, he's a real man. Like he's not just some crazy motherfucker." No, who talks I, I don't think you. it was like Brooklyn America. I feel it was more just Brooklyn Italian. Brooklyn Italian. Either way, we, can, can we watch that way. scene? We gotta watch that scene. We gotta watch no, that scene. Not right now. Not right now. I'm telling you, we gotta watch. Not that right scene. now. But I, I hear what, what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. We'll post it on the page. We'll post it on the page. I wanna look at it. We'll post it on the page. Page post. We live. It's not the energy I'm on right now. We live. We live. The uh, summer makes me feel so calm all the time. We are live more than the winter. Yeah, I feel like the winter is the ultimate calm time, calm environment. I'm angry in the winter, so I'm not calm at all. 
Why are you angry? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a particularly angry person. <laughs> but in the summer, it is calmed by the uh, warm, warm breezes. You are supporting the uh, the that stereotype, hit our well moisturized the, the stereotype skin on a on a of angry West of angry West Indian men. Can I? I I, I don't or think I'm impersonating. I think I'm that's just, man. I think that's who I am. I don't think I'm not impersonating. You're I think angry that's just in the winter. I I'm angry at all times. I'm angry at all what? times. Shit. Oh, it's like the Hulk. It's like the secret is I'm really angry all the time. Yes. That's Good just... reference there, Evan. Look at you referencing movies. Yeah, look at Marvel movie. movies at that. Big movie guy. You know what I'm saying? Big Marvel <laughs> guy. You know what it is, man. Batman, Superman, Aquaman. That's all DC. The... That's DC. Shit. Yeah, I'm just angry all the time. I'm fucking angry. <laughs> so the summer you calms like a, me. You sound like a glass case of emotion. Are you today years old when you're learning that? Come on, man. <laughs> okay, so Ali has admitted to being a glass case of emotion. You know, working on it every day to uh, strengthen the glass. It just don't work. It's glass. <laughs> to strengthen the glass. <laughs> okay. Whatever that Side note, means. it is very hard to find 16-gauge wire mesh steel. <laughs> very hard. Okay. That just made me think of that because it's some. Yo, how are how are uh, costs doing in the uh, construction industry? Because they should be shooting through the fucking moon, right? Lumber, uh, metals roof. getting metals should be getting metals up there. getting. Uh, metal was getting expensive. I feel like it's slowed down now. Yo, I got a box of three sixteen stainless steel. Um, what equipment? What is it? It's screws, nuts, washers. screws, some washers. It's like everything. All a bunch of hardware. A box okay, full of it in my back seat. What is it? Aluminum. I'm, I'm 316 saying. stainless steel. Just, oh, I'm sorry. Not aluminum. Non-rusting. Steel. 316. So let me know. I don't know what's... Honestly, I don't really know about steel. I don't. We don't really use steel. It's fasteners for when you have to put something in a place that's going to be exposed to moisture. That's regular hardware, I feel like. No, but it's, if it's exposed to moisture. So if you have something that might be in a boiler room or something, you have to use 316 stainless steel in case it floods. Oh, is this a... Oh, okay. Yeah. A NEMA 3 type? Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. All the Nima. Nima. But uh, um, not Nemo. But yeah, if not, I'm going to put it on Craigslist because I'm tired of it being in my backseat. Why don't you just go to a, a fucking. I don't even know, honestly. Yeah, that's what like I'm a, saying. Like a, like a whole, whole manufacturer, maybe. And sell it think, to them? Yeah, if you're like, here, I don't. Yeah, sell it back. I don't know if I can know. No, I can't because they want to receive Or to sell it to a hardware store. Oh, there's a hardware store down the block. Be like, listen, bro, I work in construction. I don't need this anymore. What would you give me for it? Simple. They're probably going to check everything. And I mean, like. Oh, yeah, I'll bring it down the block. There's a hardware store that I go yeah, to. You know yeah. what? They'll definitely cut me a deal. But, yo, that shit's expensive, though. That box is like 250 when I paid for it. It's at least 300 400 now. I mean, you better make sure they pay you that. I don't really know. But like I'm saying, I don't really know about steel. We use we use actually I just got a P a four by eight. It's aluminum. Aluminum's not crazy expensive, but it's it's getting up there. Um Hello. Yeah, aluminum's a little more expensive than usual, but it's still not expensive. In the relative grand scheme of things. It is not. Because no. aluminum's gonna move if copper moves, and copper's been moving. That's what I'm saying. All the materials so, should yeah. be going up substantially. So construction should yeah, slow. Yeah, it's it's uh, most of our supply houses give us have our price though. So it's really 
No, they might change it because you order at such a high volume. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So most of our places have our prices. Yeah, but if copper was twenty, let's just say, for instance, because these numbers are definitely wrong, because copper is expensive. But let's just say it was ten cents a pound, right? Which is like nineteen forty prices. If it was ten cents a pound, let's just say now it's twelve cents. They're not gonna. They're probably not gonna charge that. Or what they'll do is they'll add like a a like a point ten five, and make up for it. Because you guys order so much from them. Yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's... You work around the margins. Um, yeah. It's nothing... We're not getting affected by it like that. I did, however, like I was saying, buy a, f- a 4 by 8 uh, piece of plywood, three-quarter inch fire rated. Okay. And apparently this lumber yard was selling it for $3 less than at Home Depot. Wow. Home Depot. Yeah, and I, I mean, like, I knew, I know wholesalers are usually supposed to be uh, cheaper, but I feel like this was, like, a, a bigger item, so I feel like it would have leveled out. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. At least, but, like, I didn't know Home Depot was, like. Even though. Yeah, Home- just, it, I, I just, it was just, like, weird to see. Did you know Home Depot was founded by a man from Queens? I did see that. I did see that. You guys got to realize, man, it just all comes back to Queens. Like, you could try to dip and dodge. Can't. Dip, dive, duck, dodge, and dodge. We are. What in is that? Queens is inevitable. Yo, li- listen to this shit. Listen to this shit. Right? So, I'm getting the kids ready for the game today. It's their championship game. We won, by the way. Yeah. Uh, So, this kid has one of the balls, right? To hand back to me. So what he does is he holds it up. And I'm like, give me the ball. And these kids are just going crazy just being kids and just, you know, making things difficult. So he won't. So he looks at me and he snaps his finger and lets the ball fall out his fingers mad smooth and goes, I'm never I'm inevitable and walked away. I was like, did he just Donald snap me and leave? Iron Man. Oh, Iron Man. Dude. No, he did. I'm lying. It's I Thanos. mean, they both did that, no? They both no, did but that. Iron Man said Iron Man. I am Iron Man instead of I am inevitable. You, look, the point was... the point was. You said it right. You said it right. I just wanted to be a dickhead. Bro, I was like, what the fuck? He just wow. stunned on me crazy. He's like seven, stunned on me. It was to the point wow. where I couldn't even say anything back. I was just like, this is crazy. Wow. That's what I'm saying. That's how I felt. I was just looking at him like that was smooth. Wow. Yeah, you can't even be mad at that. He's locked in. At baseball practice? Everybody watching? Right before the game. Oh, just leave him. He won that round. That's what I'm saying. I didn't say anything to him. It was just like, this kid has got me beat. That's hilarious. Right? That's hilarious, actually. I'm learning that kids have more audacity than we did. Yo, Way more. These kids are loose. <laughs> and he, I feel like it's kids of every culture. This kid blacked on his dad today. His dad said something to him. Like, he got caught trying to go to third because he just, like, figured, like, oh, like, I'm just going to get to go to extra base because these kids suck. And these kids caught the ball and he was out. And he came in the dugout and his dad was like, why would you run there? And this kid just lost his shit. Like, 
His dad was like talking, trying to calm him down. The kid was crying. You know, they're kids. Everything's a big deal. This is seven? Yeah, like six, seven. Bro, he's crying and like him and his dad, like he, his dad's trying to calm him down. Tell him like, yo, it's not that important. Like you can't run there. Like you put yourself ahead of the team. You're on second base. You're in scoring position. Like all things I would say, but he's six. Yeah, I was going to say. Of, none of that is I'm going. saying, you know what? We'll get it next time, Jimmy. I just, Don't I just, worry about bro, it. I was just laughing. I was like, why would you go there? I was, I told him, I was like, there's no outs. There was no, there was no need for that. If yeah, it was two why, outs, I understand. But why push was, the envelope? Yeah, and he just, and then he just ran the dugout. I was gonna let it be, and his dad. But just, I mean, you're a coach. You're supposed to tell him that. You gotta at least let him know. What's well, some, wrong. some, some, some people would have tried to chew the kid out, even though it's no, six. he's six, bro. He need, bro, saying. he needs to anyway, learn the game. He has no idea how to play the game. Yeah. Yet. So Come anyway, we end up, we end up winning, right? But that kid freaks out on his dad, like. Cause this kid just be screaming out of nowhere. Like it'll be silent, and he'll just scream like piercing, screeching, terrible scream. And he what? freaks you out. You guys allow that? You can't stop it. He just he, it'll just stop be, screaming. We don't do that. Guess what happens when he when you say, tell him to stop screaming? Does he start crying? He screams again. Oh, and mm-hmm. he doesn't stop. Oh, his, look if it's look, it's not worth it. I'm telling you, you just got to tell him like, yo, you need to chill. Anyway, freaks out on his dad because his dad's like still talking to him, telling him to calm down, and then oh, same kid, stop crying. This is the same, same kid. kid? This is the same oh interaction. So the kid turns around and like his dad says something to him. So the kid doesn't even respond to him; just screams, right? And that's when it caught my attention because like this was a loud scream, like a really loud one. And he's like still crying, like looking at his dad. And his dad looking down. He this screams. Is middle of the game, bro. Middle of the game. Then he <laughs> then he screams again, and he starts throwing shit out the dugout at his dad. Throws his batting gloves, throws his glove as far as he can. I'm just like, this is insane. Screaming. Like with this piercing, screeching. It's what like, is everybody else doing? Some people are watching it. Some people are pretending it's not happening watching the game. I did both. <laughs> Quick glance. Oh, that doesn't look good. Throw something else. No, he's wilding. Back to the game. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just, as a kid, I just, as an adult, I can't imagine doing something like that. These kids are fucking brave. If I, yo, I just don't think I'd be here to talk to you right now if uh, I did that shit to my parents. If I had the audacity to do that, I'm, if I'm going full-fledged balls to the wall like that, I'm, I'm acting like I don't have parents after that. I'm not even testing the waters. Not doing it. I don't live there no more. I'll come collect my stuff when my parents are not in the crib because I'm not trying to face that. Jesus. <laughs> are you kidding me? That I'm rap. throwing my batting glove at my dad in the dugout while crying mid-game and screaming for no fucking reason? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not something I want to fathom as like an 11-year-old, even. Mm-hmm. Imagine six. That's what I was saying. I was just like, this is the like, most absurd thing I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. So when when you say these kids have audacity, these kids are loose. Or maybe just because the clientele we're dealing with. No, I feel like it's a uh, an every culture thing. 100%. Yeah, these young kids are getting... You it's, know what's funny? It, and I'm not even talking, you can't even talk about uh, six, seven. You can, I'm saying, let's go all the way up to like, like this year's generation, la- la- generation, last year's uh, newly turned 21 year olds. 
Yeah. Like up wilding. to like the twenty one year olds of last year. They wilding, yeah. You know, like nah, it's they want to be twenty seven so bad. I, I mean, I think we were kind of like that too. But the only difference is, we, they really be twenty one year olds out here scamming, buying mad shit, and it's like the, that's the audacity. It's like dog. One, we know this is your money. Two, you are legitimately risking your future, your ability to get loans, your ability to make money, credit score to get hired, for clout. You didn't put a single dollar that away. You blicked ten thousand dollars or someone card. You cashed it out and you blew it in a weekend. That is not like that is not. There's there's no gain here besides the internet giving you likes. And if you go to jail, no one's. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of, it's just kind of empty. You know. And I know they're younger, so it's like different. And they're like, oh, like a, like they need the clout and everything. But it's just. I wish I could go back to myself and be like, bro, like, you're 16. Like, you have a Louis Vuitton belt on, but why? You know? Yeah. Like, I know, like, I know why, like, psychologically in the culture, but it's just more of uh, if I could talk to myself now, I'd just be like, dog, that shit don't even fucking matter. Like, it's cool now, but ain't nobody over your age that actually thinks you bought. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, why does a 16-year-old have a $500 belt? Yeah. You know? It's either a good, it's either the, it's probably a bad reason, or it's just foolish allocation of money. Both, honestly. Well, I wasn't doing anything criminal to get it. I was just hustling. It's very true. Potato, potato. Potato, fisto. What's that? In your draw. What's that? Oh, potato, oh, fisto, like a fist. Were you, were you Spanishizing that word? Yes. That's what I do. Spanishize things? Yes. Like uh, M- MTO the Tanko. You you have said that. I love it. Nothing I'd rather more. I kind of want that on a hat. MTO the Tanko? Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Your Labor Day coming soon. Yeah, nigga. Are you kidding me? I had a situation today where it made me think of the question. Can you still be friends... With people who don't agree with BLM. Okay. So again. Well, actually, I think that's a two-part question. So again, it's. Is it the statement that Black Lives Matter? Is it the movement? Is it the organization? I would need some clarification. So it's it's doesn't agree with Black Lives Matter posting like uh, those like rebuttal, not rebuttal videos. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, Big Trump guy. Okay, but that doesn't that doesn't answer any of my questions, so I'm just gonna answer them for myself. If they have a problem with the statement that Black Lives Matter, can't bangs with you because I think that's pretty fundamental. It's not anything complicated. They're just saying Black Lives Matter. It's pretty clear why. If you can't agree, then obviously you're saying Black Lives don't matter. So go fuck yourself. Uh, but that's statements, right? That's the statement itself. Now, if you don't like the movement. I can hear some of that because I do think a lot of the movement's kind of some bullshit in terms of, like, the people up top organizing, not the actual, like, marching and protesting. That shit's good, but it's more where the funds are going. Now, if it's the organization BLM, then I agree. I don't really like the organization either because instead of giving the money back to communities, they just funneled all the money to the Democratic Party and Joe Biden for the most part. So... I don't think that was in the best interest of helping these communities. Agreed. You know? But, again, 
Like, we can criticize that, but, I mean, we didn't go out and start our own organization. We didn't donate to shit. Yeah, but we're we not talking about that right now. No, 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 but I'm just saying, like, it's easy, because that's, that's the typical excuse that people make. The Blue Lives Matter people, the All Lives Matter people. Oh, the organization isn't that great, or, oh, well, they don't donate all the money to the Democratic Party, and that's not, you know, surf, and that's not serving the community. Well, look, at the end of the day, if... The majority of the party or the majority of people think that, and this is minorities and black people, if they think that Joe Biden's in their best interest and they donate to an organization that also thinks so, and that's where the money goes, then the organization has served this purpose, right? So, yes, to cherry pick them and say, oh, they could have started a foundation or they could have, not started a foundation, but they could have opened up businesses and gave out loans, well... That's true, but I mean, they're not going to, you know, they're going to miss. They're not going to get it right. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got over billions of dollars of donations. Like, yeah. let's be honest here. There's a lot of corrupt shit going on. But if the majority of that money touched good hands and went to where we believed as a collective, not mo- not some of us, if most of us believed that Biden was better for us, then it did his job. So, if you're saying, yeah. so the, my answer to that question is basically, if... You dislike the movement or the organization. If you dislike Black Lives Matter in general, I'm kind of sketchy of you because I think that's what it is. Because I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. I only I can only reference posts, and I can reference those posts and how like I interpret them. You know. Yeah. Like, because like, I and I give context like that because, like, it's not like I just met this person like two years ago. Feel me? Uh-huh. This was this is childhood. Yes. Feel me? This is like, like I remember like, like weekend long trips with my man. Feel me? Like we go into like, like his parents' beach house or something or like to the beach at a hotel or something like that, right? Uh-huh. Like with his family. Like I remember spending time with his family. Oh, like this childhood, you know? And like, I actually can remember an instance where back then we were, it was literally like a weekend in the summer or some shit, right? And we were just like at his crib, mm-hmm. and we had to go to like his grandparents' house. I think he threw a party at his crib. I spent the night, uh-huh. and like we had to go to his grandparents' house the next morning or whatever. But it was hot as fuck. Yeah, it was probably like, like I said, like June, July, so it was hot as shit. At, yeah, at like ten a.m. Um, I think we were riding around in, in his whip with no fucking shirts on. Yeah, just driving in a, a fucking bro. I remember it was a red Hyundai Tiburon. Jesus. Yeah, Tiburon. Yeah, bro. This shit was tiny. It went though, and it was just a hot ass fucking. We were just driving through fl- fucking Popka, Florida, or some shit. It was a Popka or some other place, whatever. Uh huh. And fucking, we get into his fucking grandparents' house, and I say hello, regular politeness, whatever, yeah. whatever. And so he had to get something, so I just waited outside. And he told me when he came outside that his grandparents asked him like, like, why are you hanging out with somebody like that? Like, yeah. That's not, you know, that's not good. You know, that's not good for you. Mm-hmm. You don't like to hang out with people like that. And he was like, that's crazy. Well, people like, like what? Like black people. Black people. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, 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 was, I, was, I knew where you were going. I, I was giving you clarify. verbatim, like what they no, said. No, I know. I was just clarifying for our illustrious yeah, listeners. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what he told me. He didn't actually say black people, but obviously I knew yeah, what he meant. Yeah, yeah. That is crazy. Um, and he was just like, "That's crazy. Like, that's my boy. Like, yeah, 
Like, you know, like set them straight type thing, you know, and defend me at the same time. You know, that I've, I've seen that. I witnessed that. That's so weird. Feel me? No, that's not weird. It's just so, uh, it's so jarring. Yeah. To the way you see the world because I just don't think that minorities or people of color are born into stuff like that. It's just like, I was, I, I can tell you personally I wasn't, but it's just more. You're talking about this generation? No, I'm talking about myself and I'm talking about. Yeah, I would say yeah, our generation then was our not born into that. Was, but I'm but I'm saying people of color and minorities. We don't come up saying, "Oh, we hate white people" or anything like that or we can't hang out with them. It's more you know, everyone has their own jokes about their races and stereotypes, yeah, etc. Yeah, but it's more just like, okay, like, you know, I never felt any animosity towards another race or anything. It was just more like, okay, like you look different than me, but I think we're all intelligent enough in this space to realize that there's nothing any of us could do about these things. There was definitely also like, you know, the stereotypes you got hooked on as kids, Mm -hmm. you know, hearing about like watching TV shows and like, Oh, that person does this stuff. This Mm -hmm. person does that stuff. It's like, you know, shit you see. Exactly. But I'm talking about like that, that just casual racism. Like, why are you hanging out with people like that? It's a good way to put it. Casual racism. Yeah. A lot of people think racism is loud. Racism is very casual. When certain things are said or people do certain things, yeah. and sometimes they don't even realize that they're doing them. Yep. Yep. It just let that's what I'm saying. It's I feel like it's a lot with the stereotypes, with a lot of how shit like portrayed it to be that you got hooked on. Nah, I think it's more along the lines of if a certain hairstyle isn't allowed in the workplace or if it's assumed that a darker skinned man has a shorter temper or is uh more inclined to just be prone to violence etc you know or you know like the little petty jokes are like they're just being stupid and just making dumb jokes like oh but you're great at basketball like i mean in its place it's funny sometimes you know if it's tastefully placed you know some people have some people have had the flair for you know a good tasteful a racism good, a, I don't think it's racism, though, as much as it's just making fun of a stereotype. It's like saying that women can't drive, right? Would that be hurtful in some scenarios? Absolutely. However, you know, if it's someone's making that joke and someone says, I don't like that joke, don't make it. But at the same time, I wouldn't make that joke. It's in, also definitely in a, time in a and lesbian place. bar. You yeah, know what I'm saying? You like can a... argue about the validity of the claim. Let's like saying all black people like watermelon. Like, I know a lot of, a lot of black people that don't like watermelon. But if the joke is placed tastefully, Maybe if maybe it maybe it works. You know, you what gotta saying? know your crowd too. I mean, it just depends who you are. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I will say one thing: whenever someone has made a joke like that, it, you can always tell when it's coming from like I'm just being a jackass and I'm just bored, and when it's been like, all right, I think this guy actually believes that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's a very fine line. For instance, like I had teammates in in high school. And they were, like, Spanish, and we'd always make joke about each other's races. Like, they'd be like, oh, like, Evan, I heard they got great, f- <coughs> they got great fla- favorite uh, sunflower seeds. <coughs> and I'd be like, nah, they don't got great fla- flavored uh, sunflower seeds. They got rice and beans, though, coming up. <laughs> and we would just say wild shit to each other. But it was just like, we're just fucking around. You know, nothing serious. But then I've had other teammates that have been white say stuff like that and it's like all right bro like i feel like you really believe that and you just kind of laughed at the end They're like it wasn't i didn't find it amusing like they would laugh and i'll just look at them like nah yeah i had a lot miss. of uh, miss a lot of terrorist shit coming up through uh high school 
See, but that would be funny if, like, I said it. Because I know you. One, like, I'm not scared. Like, people are so scared of terrorism. And it's so funny because it's like, guys, there are so many other things that actually are going to, like, fucking destroy us soon. And you're very worried about a guy coming on a plane. You fly twice a year and blowing some shit up and you being in that building. Like, you live in Iowa. Ain't nobody bombing shit over there. We don't need, they don't need the corn. You know what I'm saying? It's funny, too, because... They need the corn. Because New Yorkers... They like corn, Evan. Because out of 9-11, I feel like New Yorkers recovered the fastest. Because we were like, fuck them. We out here. We going about our business. We going to rebuild better than ever. We good. They can't touch us. We unstoppable. And then you had fucking... I don't even know. You had fucking... Matt Matthew in Montana talking about I need more guns for the terrorists because some guy on a Fox News radio syndicate was telling them that the terrorists are preparing for another attack and he needs to arm up. What's he going to do with those guns in Montana when they try to bomb a major city? Not many shoot people know. Him. Not many people know. He's going to shoot at him. He's too far. What's he going to do? He's in Montana. Evan, he's got all the ammo and the guns. He's going to shoot Is he going to shoot at the plane? He's going to shoot at What's them. that going to do? Evan, I don't agree with any of it. I'm telling you what he's going to do. <laughs> But that's but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, people are so like people will smoke a pack a day and drink soda every day, but someone smokes weed around them or uh, but that's what or I'm does saying. something else and they look at them like, oh, you're crazy. That's what I'm you saying know? about like coming up like in that type of thing. You the know? Hypocr- like, the hypocrisy is amazing. Those stereotypes are have been hit f- like. That's that's pre us, but that's you know that's like two generations ago. All right, so yeah, but that's what I'm. No, it's really just one. You think it's our parents' generation? I feel like it, was it our is our parents' generation. generation. All the civil rights and Jim Crow shit was in the fifties, sixties, and seventies. Oh no, you're right, you're right, you're right. It right, wasn't right, long ago. Bug, my dad, yeah, my yeah, pops yeah. went through all that. You feel me? And my mom's. That shit was all. That's what I'm saying. So all, like, that was all very recent. And there's people that still exactly. harbor those mindsets. That's but that but I'm saying that's when things like leveled off to a point where. It was not okay to be outwardly racist. Exactly. After all that. Exactly. And that's when it flipped. So that's what I'm saying. Those things are brought up from people who were still like that, but obviously you wouldn't know they weren't outwardly racist until you ran mm-hmm. into them or something like that had an experience with them. Like, that's what I'm saying. So, uh, so yeah, you would literally, like, it, it, it got stuck. It kept going through generations. It was embedded. You know? So people it, like that. It wasn't that, only embedded. It, was, that's the it casu- was fed. Going back to the, exactly. Going back to the ca- casual racism, it was literally, it's literally about like those generations, those like people, those yeah. bloodlines of people that like still harbored that from way back in the day, their ancestors, their ancestors, their like grandparents and great grandparents and yeah. shit like that. And it's just been passed down. Like, that stuff is regular. So, like, when they say stuff like that, it's really regular. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like a, oh, I just thought of that. Let's be funny. This is, like, this is how I think. So, my thought just comes out before I realize that it's still not okay to be outwardly racist. Precisely. Precisely. It's just... Crazy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just... Uh, I do know, actually. It's just... It's lazy. <laughs> like, racism, racism is just lazy. It's just, like... This person is darker skin. I've declared superiority off of nothing I've done, but off my ancestors who've had access to more technology and, and guns. You know? 
Wait, what? Your ancestors who have had access to more technology and guns? So you got to think about it in terms of the world being conquered, right? The places that became that were that were able to master water travel and had more. First of all, if you mastered the water travel, right, you're able to trade more. More resources are flowing in and out. You were able to get access to new weapons and new stuff like that. So you got to think about it. The Europeans came over here and they tried to, and well, they didn't try. They settled everything. They took advantage of the Native Americans, right? Yes. They came over here to people that had never had never been exposed to their diseases, had never seen a gun. So you got these guys coming over here. They're going against guys with spears and rock, axes and knives and swords, and they have guns. You know what I'm saying? It's not yes. like they went hand to, hand to hand combat for the continent. Yeah. No. One guy pointed a gun at the other guy when the other guy's back was turned to make him some medicine because they fell sick when they came to the United States. That's really how it happened. And then those people decided to dominate the continent, which is no fault of theirs. But I'm in terms of superiority for you to think that. You're somehow better because you're descended of someone from 300 years ago who put a gun to a man's head when he tried to help him when he was sick. It's kind of pathetic. Are you going way back? That's just how it is. That's how it happened. Think about it. The Native Americans have like what less than three yeah. percent of land in the country yeah. when I they mean, own I mean, the whole like, thing. Then what happened? The slave trade you know happened. You know the slave trade happened, and now it's oh, if you don't like it, leave. And it's like you brought me here. That's the crazy part. When you see white, like, I had to say white people, but yeah, white people, like, saying, like, oh, black people and other minorities, go back to where you're from. And it's like, black people, we're like, we were cool in Africa. You brought us here. We were minding our business, and you decided to interfere. That is exactly how it happened. They caused all Correct. of that. The, everything that happens here. Correct. The British brought my, uh, my ancestors over. That's what I'm saying. All that migration, and now they wonder why the United States is this giant melting pot. The biggest they, melting pot. Because they wanted to just keep it white. And it was like, guys, you started this. If you didn't want the migrations, you should have never just brought people over here. You should have just settled the the, the, the place for That's yourself. That's a classic case of the, uh, the, uh, the boss's workers thing. You know, they were the bosses. They needed workers. We weren't workers. They were, people were slaves. Workers. Our people were slaves. Work, workers. Workers and slaves are different. They're not getting paid. I'm just saying liter- <laughs> literal workers. Like All right, people who work. That's it. Didn't say they were getting paid. I mean, it's not about... Or the, fairly it, compensated. It's not about getting paid or fairly compensated. It's the fact that... Or treated It's right, not the obviously. fact that you were working because you had work. You were working because you were owned by someone who literally would just beat the shit out of Listen, you until you did what they it's said. It's still bosses workers. It's just not fairly compensated. Like some of the stuff you see... Or equally treated. Yeah, some of the stuff you see about slavery and how things were, it was just... Some of the most de- despicable things that have ever happened in human history. Yeah, are you kidding me? I was not built for that era. No one was. I'm tell. I probably. No I would have gone out probably. No one was trying to fight somebody, and ended up getting like killed trying to fight like a mob, because yeah. I was tight. That'd be me. Yeah, it's just fucking despicable. Yeah, but uh, on a lighter note. Um, this man. We actually didn't even finish. Could you still be friends with this person? I mean, I could be friend. I, I'm friends with people that are like, oh, like, oh, Black Lives Matter is a scam. It's like blah blah blah. I'm friends with them. I would say, yeah, I would say a few, few of them. You these know? are these are like childhood friends. No, really. But huh. 
I'll put it in a light in a light in a, in a way like this. They're friends, yes, but they're not the kind of friends where I'd go and defend them. Or you know, like if they're in a in a bar getting their ass beat, I'm gonna let them get their ass beat because they probably deserved it. You Fair know what enough. I'm Fair enough. That's a good way of putting some it. Some of those, some of these people uh, have smartest person in the room syndrome, where it's like, oh, do you like black? Like, do you believe Black Lives Matter? And it's like, no, because it's a Marxist organization that's communist inherently, and the black fist represents this, this, and that. And it's like, okay, but what are you gonna do about? These three black dudes that want to beat the shit out of you now because you just said black lives don't matter in front of them in a black bar since you just want to run your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just people do dumb shit all the time and then they try to... No they try to place. They try to talk it out. Like with the Black Panther Party. Black Panther Party was like, what? Let's support our people. Let's be uh, self, self-sufficient. self Let's not rely on anyone, especially not the white man. And <clears throat> the FBI was like, that's enough of that. Kill them. <laughs> you gotta watch uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, dude, I do. I keep, I keep seeing that scene, uh, where uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, who's the main actor? What's his name? That guy from uh, Get Out, and Lake Keith, and the other one where they're they're parked off to the side, and he talks about like bombing someplace, City Hall. Or something, and the first guy jumps at him. <clears throat> uh huh. And then the main actor, he just wanna he just won a uh, an Emmy or something like that. Oh, Daniel Kaluja. Daniel Kaluja. Yeah. Sorry for mis- mispronouncing that. I think I mispronounced it, frankly. No, it's definitely not his name. Did you say Daniel? Daniel Kaluja. Oh, Kaluja. 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 Daniel Kaluja. Yeah, held him back, and then Daniel Kaluuya jumped at him after. It was it, that scene. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That yeah. scene, fire. That shit was good. Fire. <clears throat> that shit was good. Yeah, that I'm not gonna watch that shit again though, cause that was that movie was harrowing, but it was good. <laughs> oh, you want an Oscar, not an Emmy? I'm an asshole. Yeah. Oh, my shoulder and my elbow all crack. That's what I'm saying. Like, before we get into this time travel, shoulder bro, cracks I'm telling are you, regular. I'm telling you. I, I'm really like I'm not dealing with this arm pain anymore I've never had arm pain like this And it fucking sucks So I'm done with it it's So I'm just gonna I'm not pitching until I feel good I wanna pitch so bad It's warm now And I'm just like Don't do it Cause you're just gonna hurt yourself So until You think you're gonna pitch this summer? Yeah but late Like late July uh, That's a lot of time to pitch you Bro I'm not like- You realize I haven't benched in five months right? I haven't benched Because this shit's been bothering me It's been the trapezius and then that goes to the rotator cuff. So Everything all that massage and shit, that massage and shit released a lot of scar tissue, got a lot of blood flow back. But this is still very tender. You know what I'm saying? So I had the nurses back until I can throw a few days in a row. So after baseball center is done and I'm not there three days a week, that's going to cut down a lot of throwing. So that's going to give us some more rest. So as the rest gets better, the rehab gets better, and then I can actually like sleep better, Yeah, that's my timeline. You know what I'm saying? So... It sucks, but I don't. I'm not getting surgery for pitching in men's league. That's just fucking no, foolish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. Like, I can play the field and hit fine, so I'll just do that shit. But in terms of like, like the guy asked me, "Oh, can you come out the bullpen tomorrow?" I was like, "Oh, I'll think about it." Like, I ain't fucking come out the bullpen tomorrow. Fuck yourself. I already told you my shoulder's aching. Like, stop asking me to pitch. I don't give a damn. Yeah, I gotta stop. Yeah, 
if you could time travel to an era, but you would have to live from that era going forward, where would you go? That's a tough question. I just asked that on a whim. Because Answer it, motherfucker. I don't have it. I don't have anything yet. So you go first because you were about to delve before I turned the mics on. Well, I turned the mics you on. You turned the mics on. You don't, turn so, sh- you don't turn shit on. Shut your mouth. Not even you, girl. Shut your mouth. Hey. Zinger. So, if um, I had to go back to a time period, I would go back to probably and live it going forward. I'd probably... Hmm. This is tough. Because I could go back three years and just make a good, lot of good financial moves. But now I'm thinking, like, damn. Like, do I get to keep all the knowledge I have now and just go back to that time period? Like, do I go back to college? Hmm. Right? Do I just do There's I? There's a lot of po- you could time travel back. But I think to that's like too much. 90s. But I think nah. But I think honestly, with uh, with the knowledge I know now, I mean, I would love to play college baseball again, but I just don't think mentally I'd be in it to just let my life be run. I'm going back to eighth by grade. somebody else. Eighth grade. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm sorry. That's you made that's a decision. Premise. You made a decision. Go ahead. Why are you going back to eighth grade? That's I'm going back far. to eighth grade. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Because I felt. Like, I got into high school, right? And I really could have, uh, I really put, could have progressed so much further, uh, with baseball at that point. Okay. I feel like I didn't, uh, I didn't really know what to do then. I was just kind of doing, I was just kind of mimicking things, you know? What type? Uh, of, what type of things are you mimicking? Just, just not, just. I mean, like, not even mimicking. Just not, just being so far behind and not thinking I have to work twice as hard to catch up. Oh, not realizing what the road yeah, ahead was. Yeah, yeah, you know. And it's like I was still, like I was still, uh, I was still on the team and everything, right? All mm-hmm. four years, but like I was never like as good as as I needed to be, and I feel like. Going back now, I definitely would have just uh, flipped a switch and was like, yeah, bro, you could really go to, like, a really good NAIA JUCO or if you really work, like, go to, like, a like high-level D2, mid to high-level D2. Go crazy. You know? Just have a grand old time. Yo, just go crazy. And then the college would have definitely been different. See, now that's that's where it gets me because then I'm saying. You know, one-shot time travel, I'm doing it. I'm yeah, that's a good point. But then I'm saying, like, damn, do I really want to go back as far as I want to go back then? Because then I would go back to maybe probably, like, sophomore year of high school, probably. Because now I know all these different things about hitting. Yeah, I would just change up the way I looked at hitting back then. But I, I don't know. That's tough, man. Because, honestly, I would have just went to a SUNY or went to school in Florida. Cause, or, you know, like, Texas is cool, but there's no, there's not, like... Aquatics around. Florida's just a bunch of Florida's uh, a playground. D twos, D ones, and nasty JUCOs. Yeah, Florida with some NAIA sprinkled in. I realize that Florida don't have no D threes. None. That's crazy. Yeah, super big decision. One of my uh, one of the factors I had to. That's crazy. Figure in by default the talent level is just D two because there's no other option. That's fantastic. Or nasty JUCOs and NAIs that could beat those D twos. That's fantastic. That's that's crazy, and all those schools are just feeder schools to Florida, Florida State, Florida A and M, Florida Atlantic University, Gulf Coast University, FGCU, Stetson, UCF, Miami. 
I've really come around on Florida. Huh? But going back to the time trial before I talk about Florida, I think I would probably just go back to uh, 2018 when I first got out of school and I first got my jobs. And I would just take my money and go absolutely fucking crazy in Robin Robin Hood. Like, go fucking nuts. In Robin Hood, crypto, all that. Yeah. Like, all my bread, I mind you, I'd probably just chill out and have mad fun like I did back then. But I would just be funneling money in that shit. Funneling was the exact word I was thinking there. That's crazy. If I could have got, like, 10, I could get, because how much, Bitcoin in 2017... Was, I was I think, just gonna say. I think it was. I think it was under a thousand dollars. If I'm not mistaken, let me go check. Fuck the puss, bitch. I need a Bitcoin. Oh, Larry June. So let's say let's say March 2018, Bitcoin was 8k. Jeez. Yeah, 8k. So let's say I get. I mean, knowing what I know now, that Bitcoin's gonna go all the way up to sixty plus thousand dollars. Oh, it hits three thousand in twenty nineteen. So when it hits three thousand, get like five of them bitches, fifteen grand in there. Bro, think about that. Five, and they go from three thousand to sixty thousand. That's three hundred k. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Apple stock. How old are you? Twenty two. Twenty three. There. Twenty two. Yeah. Twenty one. Yeah. Twenty two. Yeah. Feel what I'm saying? Just go crazy, and I'd have all that money now. Yeah, three hundred k could start you off. You could do some shit and have money left over to like start trading now. You made your you made your lick. Now you're just fucking, bro. Just ready to go. Just ready to go. You feel me? And then I'd have all that money in the pandemic, That'd and then sick. I'd start a business so I can get a get a PPP loan during the pandemic so I could actually be living my best life. PPP loans changing my life. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these people are going to pay that money back because they they're don't definitely going to have to pay that money back. But I'm just saying, I would Come do it. Now? Yeah. Government don't let you have nothing for free. One shot. Yeah, I got to do it right. Do it right. I got to do it. I felt like there was always a side of me I never tapped into. Because I just wasn't like... Just wasn't in it. Coming from New York, bro, having nothing. To go to Florida and be like funneled in with that crowd that would like... Shown the abundance. Regular. Like I remember going out for like an 8th grade feeder team into a popka. Yeah. And, That's like, crazy. Just fucking seeing the talent level already there. I was like, whoa. Like, I'm not here yet. Literally, like, I remember just couldn't follow, like, couldn't follow simple instructions. Like what? Like, t- we're taking uh, ground balls, right? Yeah. And one of, the, uh, one of the reps was, you know how it's usually, like, right at you backhand run in mm-hmm. it was the run in one right and normally it's run in get your glove through yeah. make a throw mm-hmm. right i just didn't know how to do it back then so for like i two in a row i would just pull up on it and just break down and receive oh, it geez the worst yeah i had no idea you like didn't know what to do yeah i just didn't have that movement in my like arsenal you know like i yeah. just didn't didn't know. I didn't, didn't know how to tool, move like that. Didn't have the tools in the bag, coach. Bro, this is what I'm saying. I did not. And that was at like 10, bro. No, I'm bugging. 10. 11, 12. That was at like 12, 13. You know? And like those kids were already there. 
I remember looking at those kids being like, God damn, what the they fuck? They know exactly what to yeah, do. Yeah, I did it on the third time. <laughs> right? And I don't think it was rough. I think it was pretty good because, like, I just didn't know how to start that movement. I was like, I've I'd never done that. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? Like, I got I, you. You know? Like, it was just different. Because up until then, all it was was just Little League mm-hmm. for two years. Right? And then it was like, oh, now you feeder team. High school. Right? And that was my seventh going into eighth grade year. That was. It's so funny that people are like, you don't need a feeder team. You know, it's funny because it's like yeah. up here. That actually feeder team actually never happened. I don't know why I got canceled. It just, we did, we had never had a season that that summer. It's trash. Either way, your coach knew who was coming in though. Yes. It's so funny. People are like, you got to do it the right way. You got to show up and work hard. And it's like, that's not, like, you guys are just making bullshit up. <laughs> yeah, how like, does that not? Like, I was talking to someone about. Breed people. baseball players for a program? Legally? I don't it happens understand. up here with basketball. I don't understand bas- how you wouldn't do that. Good basketball programs recruit the tallest seventh and eighth graders to go to their high schools, and then they salt, salt, uh, they uh, sift through them. Then I've seen it happen. Is uh, they just go by the tallest? I mean, yeah. If you got a six footer in sixth grade oh, or seventh grade, yeah, you want to yeah, take him. Like course, even if he's buns, like he's got height. You feel what I'm saying? It's good for something. Exactly. You would hope at least. Yes. Yes. But either way, like you just take, you're just taking your picks. It's like a draft pick, you know. But one of the conversations I had with somebody about baseball was about uh, kids in the DR lying about their age, and they were just basically or taking steroids, and like why would you do that? Uh, you got to play it the right way. It's not. It's fair. You got to be fair, and like you know, just basically the whole crusading, like you know, play the game the right way, et cetera. And I was just like, I get what you're saying, and I don't disagree. But my point is this: like, imagine you're a 15 year old. With a chance to take your family out of poverty, and you're sleeping like you seen the movie Pelotero about Miguel Sano, yeah, about Miguel Sano and the other yeah. guy, yeah, where Miguel Sano was was sleeping, you know, on like waterlogged beds yep. that were too small for him, or the other guy, I forgot his name, that got signed to the Astros. He was uh he lived in a house where if it rained, everyone went into the living room because the roofing they had wasn't solid. You tell me a kid like that has a chance to take his family out of poverty and sleep in a house with ceilings and beds, and he's he's not going to take steroids because or lie about his age because he needs to play the game the right way. Like you're out of your fucking mind. Like to us, it's a game. To them, it's not a game. That's but we that's can get, understand that. That's getting the family out the mud. I feel like people don't understand that because from the conversation I had, it was just that's not right. You're not supposed to do that. And it's like guys, like you shouldn't be signing 16 year olds to million dollar contracts either. It's an exploitation of labor and knowledge. But it still happens. Yes. You know? So I don't even feel bad. million dollars should be millions of dollars. Bro, because I don't feel bad at all. You signed a 16-year-old to a million-dollar contract? I don't care if he's 40. You're signing a 16-year-old to a contract. Well, I mean, What's wrong you with you? say he's 40. No, but I'm saying... Well, I'm saying oh, they just, lied about the age. Like, oh, if he was 16, but he's really 20. Oh, so you and think that's that, why he looks you, so, so you think immature. the uh, international signing age needs to be pumped up? 100%. Because what teams do is they do that so they get a discount. And then, they, and then those they keep those kids in their academies for two to three years and then they bring them over to the States. <coughs> I don't like it. Well, yeah, it's a it's a way to, I mean, it's the first. I don't like it at all. It's the first number here. I mean, obviously, I would obviously least, there's big signings. Bring it up. I would say bring it up one year to 17. One year. You're not going to get 18, but I would say bring it up to 17. Yeah, 16 and 17 are kind of... End of 17 is definitely different. That's the last almost... I mean, yeah, actually, you know, I like that a lot. It's kind of like college, except it's exactly. the bigs. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. It's like now you got now you got to make your decision here. Mm-hmm. You want to go here? Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit corrupt. It's a, a bit, bit corrupt. A bit. I mean, I mean, you definitely have sport, major sports are all inherently extremely corrupt. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have those kids that uh, you think of as uh, franchise players. You know, so you know, and they know. Rather, they're hoping that when the extension time comes, you're probably going to mega deal him. Yeah, but think about Tatis. You know? Because you get you get so much control over a player once that happens. That's what I'm saying. That's what they do. That's what they're doing. That's what, what they're saying. changing. They want to change in the next CBA for MLB. They want to do it so a player has six, six years oh, like to be NBA? in your system. To be in on to to you have the rights to them six years and then because originally it's I think they got to get to the majors and then what is it I think if they make it to the MLB they have another four or five years with arbitration and then they're free agent yeah so I'd like to see it six from the time they're drafted so if you draft a kid at eighteen at twenty four he's a free agent feel yeah. me get that extension done fuck it yeah. that way you're not having these young prospects held down. As soon as they look ready, bring them up. Made the game more competitive too. The game's yeah. already competitive as fuck. Yeah. Let's go the top. But you're also not signing up. everybody 18 too. So. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying that's for instance. Yeah. You know, now let's say you get a 22 year old that's 28, sure, but at least he gets a fair shot. Yeah. yeah but I imagine mean, if the 22 year old guy out of college doesn't make his debut until 26, 27, then he's not a free agent until 33, 34. He just lost out on a shit ton of money. Yeah, I was I was talking about I was thinking about Jason Dominguez. Yeah, he's an alien. I find it hard to believe he's uh, only 18, but I don't really care because whatever age he is, he looks like he's going to just be a stud. And he's yeah. hitting I think base. he just turned 18, too. He is hitting. No, he was, I think he just turned 17. Bro, he's taking I mean, these live BPs. And he's, have you seen? Yeah, it's on his page. Jesus. It's on his IG page, The Martian. No, that's what I'm saying. Jesus Christ. Crazy. Yeah, that dude's absurd. But, yeah, so, like, you're saying if he got drafted, if he got drafted in, like, fucking at 17, at 23, he's free. Mm-hmm. Damn, that, that might be him coming up. Exactly. First year up, I need an ex- Okay, but what if it's a shit fucking, if it's a shit fucking year for him? It's his first year up. Shit year. How ha- is a team, how can a team like sign, that. okay, but I'm saying, how can a team sign you to an extension like that? What do you mean? Right? I'm lost. You first come up. Yeah. Right? First year in the big shit. Uh-huh. Right? It's harder to judge. Again, obviously they signed you big at first. You're a prospect. They expect you to do They're well. They're you up to the MLB? Right? Yeah. That's at what, what age? Talking about. At what age? I'm talking about the 23. Oh, at I'm 23. I'm you a scenario. The Jason Dominguez scenario. Right? Well, he, well, he's not 23. He's going to be 23 in your six-year plan when his shit is free agent time. Oh, oh, because when he signed. Yes, 17. It would be different for, for international signings because they sign younger. It would have to be... It would okay. Only, it, would have to be, it would have to be six years from when they start going to facilities in the United States. So basically his clock would start once they send him to like low A. Okay. That's, that makes sense. That's how that would that work. That makes but, a little more but sense. But I see what you're saying. But yeah, like if you drafted a high school guy... Yeah, or well, even, even so, even that. High school guy. But I think, 18. I think the rules would be like this. High school is eight years. College is six. 
So it'd be if you're 18, you're 26, you're a free agent. If you're in college, if you drafted at 21 or 20, 26, 27, et cetera. That's, that's the way that's I better. see it. You that's know? better. Right? Okay, that's yeah. a better time. Because six years, like I'm saying, from 18, that's 23. Or from 17 even. Yeah, the best. From wherever. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's tough. I, I, I think that's where you got to keep it. Yeah. High school, fucking college, and then the younger ones, the younger ones aren't until they actually come over to the United States. But I'm yeah, sure the they're sick. The best route would be to leave high school early, go to JUCO. And then are there 16 year olds from uh, international countries that have come over? Nah. They, you sure? They usually stay in the academies until they're 18, 19. Then they go to low A. Only like if you're exceptional, like Wander Franco, do you come over at 17. Is he is he exceptional? He's number one prospect in baseball. He is. As well as the Rays number one prospect. He's a switch hitter that hits balls extremely hard and has never walked has never struck out more than he walked. Never? Never in his ever, ever. never in his professional career. Ever, ever. Ever. And he already has average major league baseball velos, which means he hits the ball like a grown man. <laughs> he hits the ball like a grown man. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be at third base when he pulls a ball down there? No. I want to be in the stands watching with a beer in my hand. <laughs> How much could they pay you to do that? Not, I mean, One day contract. What do you need for that? 10K. And they have to give me access to the trainer's room for the next month because I'm going to be in shambles. <laughs> you might be dying. That ball no. might go through you. <sighs> I remember there was one ball that was smoked at me. And I was playing in, and I was just like. Whew. Did you get it? Went off the tip of the glove. Where was it? But I was, using, it, I was right. using an 11 and a quarter. Went off to the tip of my glove to the right. Shot off like the laces. I'm good on that. My tanko was empty. Oh. It was a little rough there. That's what you said last time. Tanko is empty. That's how I know. I like You're fucking. MTO. That's how I know you're fucking shot. Like, rate, subscribe. <laughs> yeah. You got to see him, folks. He's trying to stay alive. I'm trying. I'm almost <laughs> He's fighting asleep. for his fucking life. I almost fallen asleep several times. Several times. He's fighting for his fucking life. Empty underscore the tank. Um, don't forget. Drink water. Be kind. Be better. Um, Ta-ta. Yeah.